My granddaughter, I thought this was so cool. Uh, she's a cheerleader at Faith, and uh, she loves to cheer. If you know Annabelle, she cheers all the time whether she's supposed to be or not. She's just a cheerleader. And um, so she said to me, Grandma, I'm marching in the parade tomorrow. And I said, oh, you are? Yes, the Faith Band is marching, and they asked the cheerleaders to march before them and with our pom-poms. And she said, we're marching to hark the herald angels sing. <laughs> And I, you know, I was raised uh, in a public school. I was in that group that years ago with the pom-poms, believe it or not, and the, I was a bariat, and that meant you danced before the band, and you did all those things, and I thought we never got the privilege of Hark the Herald Angels sing to march to. She said, yes, I'll show you my routine. So she sings it all the way through and does her pom-pom routine. I thought, well, God can be glorified even with pom-poms, amen? And so uh, I was excited for her, but then I saw the temperature, and I thought, well, I'll pray for her. <laughs> So I'll be praying for you too, Dan. <laughs> I have one uh, little thing here I was going to share with you at Thanksgiving because I thought it was so cute. It came on the email to me. It said, little Johnny and his family were having Sunday dinner at his grandmother's house, and everyone was seated around the table as the food was being served. When little Johnny received his plate, he started eating right away. And Johnny, please wait till we say our prayer, said his mother. He said, I don't need to. And she said, of course you do. Uh, we always say a prayer before eating at our house. That's at our house, Johnny explained, but this is Grandma's house, and she knows how to cook. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Of course, I'm the Grandma now, so I can tell that. Elizabeth, I know you know how to cook, honey, but that, I just, and Lori, but, um, you know, we're in a society today where I believe uh, we're going to have to pray that we can get back that place where everybody goes home and eats dinner together. And that the meal is cooked and everybody sits down and, you know, it didn't come from Bob Evans or, you know, those places, even places now that are uh, restaurants are starting to offer meals to go. Not just you pick up a hamburger, fast food, but meals to go because our society's moving so fast. And, and I believe this next three weeks, we're going to talk about truth revealed. Everybody say truth revealed. Really, uh, Christmas is about truth revealed. God revealed truth. And he revealed it to the earth. And today we have so many things happening in our world and we're moving so quickly that one of the most important things in, in our life is the word of God, is the truth of the word of God. And people are moving so fast in the world that they don't even want to hear about God. And I believe in the church we can get moving so fast that we forget what Christmas is really all about. Hallmark had put out a book uh, and it, you can you can record your voice in that book. You can record the story, Twas the Night Before Christmas. And I thought, well, how nice would it be if somebody decided that I could record the story of Jesus in a book, and that would be read to my grandchildren. You know, our world has turned everything. And, you know, I don't personally believe Santa Claus is a threat to the name of Jesus. I personally don't believe that. You know, if, if people want to celebrate Santa Claus, that's fine. But the most important thing is that we always recognize that Christmas is about Christ. Yeah. Christmas is about the birth of God's son, the birth of a son who would deliver the world from destruction. And that is a real thing. And so uh, as we share this today, and I believe those that, that will listen to this on the web or get the CD that um, we will have a revelation of what Jesus did, why he came, but what he came to do, what he accomplished in the earth. And that's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ at this time of year. I know it may not be the exact date, 
but the date was picked, and this is the date that we, we rejoice over the birth of God's son. As we teach this, I'm not here to say that any religion is not of God. I believe the word of God will judge any religion and determine if it's real or not. But I will say to you that what I'm about to teach will contradict a lot of religions that are in the earth because Jesus is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to heaven. And for a world to uh, be uh, cheated out of that revelation, for a world to wake up in hell one day and find out they've missed it, I think would be a great tragedy. And so the church, as we, we share Jesus, I encourage you this season not this season not to back off because other things are becoming so prevalent and other voices are becoming so strong. The message of Jesus Christ will never grow old. The word of God will never return void. So as we teach this truth revealed today, the word became flesh. Everybody say the word became flesh. And I'm going to be sharing uh, out of the book of John. If you want to turn to the book of John chapter 8 for the next few weeks, this is where we'll be until Christmas, uh, the Sunday before Christmas. Um, I was just quick into this scripture. You know, we always read the Christmas story. And, of course, we're going to be reading that uh, when we celebrate on the 19th with our worship team and some children and some things we have prepared for that Sunday. But, but I want you to look at this, this part of Scripture, John uh, chapter 1. When I was born again uh, in 1976, January 22nd, 1976, a lady named Diane Hughes uh, shared with me the truth of the gospel. Everybody say the truth. I, I had been in church all my life. I had sung in choirs. I had, I had been the church organist. I mean, my life up until that time was uh, focused in religion so to speak, I went to church. But on that day, she sat me down at her kitchen table, and she began with John 1. And she said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then she turned to verse 14, and this is what it says. And the Word became flesh And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness, everybody say fullness, we have all received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and grace and truth came through jesus christ you know um the scripture in john chapter 8 verses 31 and 32 jesus was speaking and he was speaking to those who uh believed that they were abraham's seed and they were and he but he said to them and we'll talk about this a little bit further on in the message but right now let's look at 31 32 it says then jesus said to those jews who believed him if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed Now, you know, that's a pretty uh, definite statement that Christ has made right there. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. I don't want you to raise your hand, but what that's saying today is, are you abiding in the word of God? 
Because if you're not abiding in the word of God, then you are not a disciple is what this is saying. I'm not saying that. That's what this says. And I would have to tell you that as a young person, before Diane Hughes introduced me to Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life, till she gave me the explanation that I would have to do something. Everybody say, do something. In order that for Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life, not just go to church, not just sing some hymns, not just do all those things that I had done for years that I thought I was doing just fine. Not that, but I would truly have to know the word of God. The word of God is Jesus. Jesus was the word. The word was made flesh. I would have to know him beyond what I knew. And the only way for that revelation to come into my life was for me to receive Jesus Christ. Because when I received him, then a spirit of truth entered into my life. I want to show you that right now. It says the truth will make you free. 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Number one. And number two, you shall know the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. A good message on Sunday morning is not you knowing the truth like you'll have to know it to be made free. Could I say that again? You knowing or coming to church and hearing a message, it's when you know Jesus. That's the truth that you will receive in your heart that will make you free. I did not get free until I knew Jesus. And the more I knew him, the more free I became. And I'm still becoming freer and freer and freer in my life. At 65, I'm more free than I was 30 years ago when I got saved. And I thank God for it. Back then, I was thankful for what I had. Turn to your neighbor and say, we need to be thankful for what we have. But we don't need to stop there. Truth revealed is more than a one-time revelation. It is a constant revelation of who we are in Christ. Not who we are in this world as our own natural person, but who we are in Christ and how we exist in this world in victory through the name of Jesus. And that comes by being in the word. So when I looked at this, I I thought truth, this is truth. Everybody say truth. It's certainty, stability, and trust. Now there is that, that's that's the Greek word. So in this world, there is nothing that is more true than the word of God. Because this is a book that is still here after centuries. There is no other book that's standing today that will stand against this book. Because this book is full of life. This is a living word. It's not a dead word. It is a living word. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It has power to produce fruit in our lives. It is what makes me free. it's It's not what... What you tell me, it's what I get in my heart through the word of God that begins to make me free. And that's why I believe over the years, so many people in religion, you know, feel like they're, they're fine. And, you know, I, they may make heaven, but they have no victory in their life in this earth that reveals to others that Jesus Christ truly is the answer for this world. And that's what God intended through Jesus for us to live is that kind of truth. In our life every day. In John 16, 13, when we receive the Holy Spirit, every say the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I know this was God's intention because it says, Jesus said in verse 5 of 16, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Everybody say the truth. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of 
truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So when God so loved the world that he gave, his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life, what he was after there was for us to have truth. Everybody say truth. <clears throat> not just of life, eternal life, but, it, but to separate us from what causes us to walk in a, in a perception in our lives of we're living the truth when we're not living the truth. Does that make sense? You know, you can think you're living truth and you're not living truth. And the only way to decipher between truth and truth, the truth of this world and the truth of the kingdom is to know the word of God. There is no other way to find that out. And so when we encourage everybody in this church and have from the very beginning, and we have put the word first through our Bible school, through our mentoring programs, when you hear a message in this church, you will hear scripture. You will not hear a dissertation of one scripture and what I think that means. You will continually hear the word of God. Some would argue, well, you need to read it as it, as it flows in the Bible. If you feel to do that, I do that every day. I read through the Bible every year. But I believe no matter what scripture you use, if you use it in the context of what Christ was saying, especially in the Gospels, you will receive that truth in your life. And so it is very important that the word of God becomes so real in us that the truth begins to take root. Now, when it says it, that he became flesh and dwelt among us, this is very critical for all of us to understand because this word flesh says he put himself in a position to be just like you and me. He put himself, it says he was in the form of man. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, he was in the likeness. And my Bible says likeness suggests that Jesus was really a man, but not merely a man. His humanity was genuine, but his being was divine. Now, the revelation of this is that's exactly who you are. Your humanity is genuine, but who you are is divine. Are you getting this, today? truth revealed see and so when you rob people of the christ in christmas you are robbing them from walking in this kind of a life you are saying that you're fine just the way you are well you're not fine the way you are you are a human and without the the power of god connecting with your flesh you will never be in heaven which is the greatest tragedy of all but beyond that, you won't be able to walk in any victory in this life because there is a real devil and he is the father of lies. And he keeps people in a position of believing that without Christ, they can still do what they need to do because they do not understand that he had to come as flesh. He had to come as a virgin because there was a blood issue of covenant here that was the only way to rescue all of mankind. And so without that revelation, people do not know they have a need for God. They do not have a revelation that why would they have to have Jesus? That a lot of people will believe in God. But why Jesus? Because of this. He came in the flesh. Everybody say he came in the flesh. When you see that baby at Christmas time and we worship that, that manger and that baby, we're worshiping the person that God put in the earth who volunteered to come into the earth to leave his deity behind Come into the earth. Now, he was always Christ, but he set that aside and became in the form of man so that he could show us that we could have the victory through him. Because the deity was in him, 
kept him from ever sinning. Read it in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. I think I put that up there, Sarah, if you have it back there. This is what it says, that we have a Savior. Everybody say a Savior. We have a high priest. We have a high priest. This is Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Oh, you know what? I didn't mark it to be put up. She's really smart. She'll get it. Just, here it goes. There we go. Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. This is our truth. This is the truth we stand on. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Why? Because he came as a man. He came in the flesh. His blood had to be shed so that remission of sin could come for all mankind because of what Adam and Eve had done. The enemy had gained entrance into the earth through their sin. Everybody say sin. And that sinful nature is in all mankind. Everybody say all mankind. But the scripture promises us that even though he was in the form of man, the deity was in him, kept him from ever sinning. When you receive Christ, he comes in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. What does he reveal? That there is nothing that can hold you. Are you getting this today? There is nothing that can hold you any more than it can hold Christ because you are human, but within you lives the kingdom of God. Within you is that kind of power to overcome every single thing the enemy has to offer in this earth. Now, this is critical. If you're sitting here today and you're bound by something, this is critical to your life because there is nothing that can hold you. Now you say, but I'm being held. That's because this revelation has not gotten in your heart so big that it overrides what the enemy is telling you. That has to happen. It happened to my Uncle Gene that my husband referred to. It happened in his life. He got a revelation through going through the things he went through. He got a revelation that God sent his son Jesus not only to die for his sins, but to give him the resurrection power to live a life of victory over any other thing the devil would bring against him. And that's what Christmas is to celebrate. The Christ in Christmas is this truth revealed. He did come in the flesh. He came as a baby. He came born of a virgin for this purpose that you would be delivered from darkness. Everybody say, praise the Lord. How many of you are glad you're delivered? Now, darkness may be hovering over some area of your life, but I'm telling you, when this revelation gets in you, darkness will have to go because light will come. And when light comes, darkness flees. The scripture says you have been translated out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy people. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm clear away from anything I put in order. Don't follow your outline. I'm preaching you my heart today. This is what God showed me. And I believe with all my heart that there, there is a spirit in this world that is deceiving people, even Christians that are sitting in pews thinking their life is just fine, and they have a form of religion, but they deny the power of it thereof. It says in third in, uh, in Second Timothy chapter 3, and when they do that, they're going to be in the last days looking at hell instead of heaven. And that is not God's will. That is not God's plan. This Christmas, I'm believing that people will have truth revealed. And the truth is, he did come in the flesh. And he did that to show us that as he had the victory over 
hell, over death, over sin. We have that same victory. And we're not going to get it when we get to heaven. We have it the day we receive Jesus Christ. That's the day that revelation comes in our life because Christ died for that revelation to be in our life. It says in uh, John chapter 3, and you all know this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that he didn't send his son in the world to condemn the world. And I'm going fast because we're going to run out of time. But this is what it says. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Listen, this is very important to people's destiny. What happens at Christmas is very important to people's destiny. The devil knows that. There are so many distractions, so many different religions. I, people can celebrate any religion they want to celebrate. But when it comes to eternal life, there is only one religion, only one relationship that will bring that into people's lives. So anything else is a deception to cause people to spend their eternity in hell. And that is sad. That is very sad. And so as we look at the cross, as we look at the manger, it's the same truth. It says in verse 19 of John 3, this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the, he who does the what? He who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. In the beginning of that, just before he says, for God so loved the world, it says, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so, the son of man must be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 14, chapter six. This is what it says. Jesus said it. I am the way I am the truth. And I am the life. And then he says something very important. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's why when it says, and the word became flesh. That is so important. That needs to be a place where all the church stands up and says, praise God. Because if God had not come in the flesh, you would still, I would still be subject to the father of lies, the devil himself. Because he had the keys. Adam and Eve gave him the keys to everything. And so when it says, if you'll turn back to John chapter uh, 1, let's see, John chapter 8. Turn back to John chapter 8. While you're turning there, I want to read you um, one thing that, again, that I read earlier. It said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Everybody say, the light of men. The light of men. Unless there's a revelation of Jesus Christ, people walk in darkness. And that's the truth. No matter what they believe, they walk in darkness. And that darkness is destruction. That destru that's death. And Jesus very clearly said it. I was thinking of this this morning when I woke up. I thought, Lord, I never thought of this scripture like this. But we read in John chapter 8, Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. That's very important because to be made free means to liberate, acquit, to set free or deliver. Everybody say deliver. That's what Christ does. That's not what you do. See, so much of the church are, are trying to get delivered. You know, I remember a song Carmen did and it says, I've been delivered. And we'd all sing, I've been delivered. I've been delivered. And it just keep going up and up and up. That's a revelation. 
See, a lot of people live in singing that maybe, but believing someday they will be. Because they do not understand that the truth makes you free. And Jesus was the truth. The word was the truth. And so when you receive the word and he comes to live in you, the spirit of truth, then you have been delivered. Not you're going to be. You have been. Now, you may not be walking in all of that, but it is already done. See, this is a triumphant church God is raising up. This is not a church that's sitting around waiting for something to happen to them. This is a church who's living as though it already has. And, and somebody, you know, has, someone was saying to me recently, you know, so many people give up on God. Well, how could you ever give up on God? Where are you going to go? But the way you give up on God is when you start confessing what the devil wants to accuse God of. And God has already done it. He has already done it through Jesus Christ. And so when the word became flesh, your life was totally changed. Because in that flesh came pure blood. And in that pure blood, when it was shed on Calvary and taken to the throne room of God, sin's assignment against you was canceled forever. End of story. Amen. All done. It is finished. You know, they were looking for a king. They were looking for a king when Jesus came. And you know what? He is the king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When, when Pilate posted that sign, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. And somebody said, take that off of there. He said, I've written what I've written. He wrote what was truth. He was the king of the Jews. He wasn't a king who set up a kingdom and gave laws like the law of the land. He is a king who lives in the heart of people who has already issued the edict. The devil is defeated. And it is done. It is finished. And whatever you need, it is yours because of the power of God. Now, look, just follow me here in verse 33. Then they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. That is ignorance. Gone to seed. That's right, Bill. Just like Brother Hagin used to say, ignorance gone to seed. That man, that's worse than ignorance. I mean, it's nothing now. I'm telling you. That is ignorance. See, they said, we've never been in bondage. They have no clue. They are Abraham's seed, but they, without Christ, what Jesus is saying, without me, then you are doomed just like everybody else. In the end of it, he finally says, you're of your father, the devil. They just about freaked over that answer. Well, the world would freak today over that answer. But the truth is... The truth is, you can believe in Muhammad, you can believe in anything you want to believe, you can believe in cows, and you can believe in whatever you want to believe in, but when it's all said and done, and that final whistle blows, then you're going to spend eternity somewhere. And without the blood of Jesus Christ to cover your life, hell is your destination. And I think that's very sad. That there's many people who think they've gone and they've worshipped and worshipped and worshipped and done what they thought and performed rituals and done sacrifices and done whatever they've done. And in the end, they never wanted to hear Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by him. Christmas is about Christ. It's about that truth. And Jesus said to them, oh, they said, how can you say you will be made free? And Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you who commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. 
we know from the rest of that scripture, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They still defended themselves. And he finally said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham, but you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, Abraham did not do this. And then he says, you do the deeds of your father. Well, they're now really upset. And he said, you have believed the father of lies. There's a form of religion and then there's truth. In John chapter 1 at the beginning where we started today, it says in, uh, in verse 9, or let's look at verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That would be John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light. Everybody say the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. They did not know him. See, if you do not know him, then the truth cannot make you free. You have to know Jesus. You have to know Jesus. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. That would be the Jews. Today, the Jews do not believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now, there are many who have received him. They're called Messianic Jews. You know why Messianic? Because they believe in the Messiah. They believe the Messiah has come. They believe in Christmas. They believe that Christ is the reason for Christmas. And I, sh I share this with you today because I believe there's opportunity in, in this time of year to sh share truth with people. And we should never be ashamed to share the truth that will make people free. Because it is the only truth that will make people free. And the reason that there's Xmas, there's happy holidays, my husband is counting the signs. <laughs> Pastor Bill, you know, is counting signs that say anything but Merry Christmas. My friend that's down in Indianapolis has restaurants. She had people come. She paints stuff on her windows. She said, I want Merry Christmas on every window. And I want it to say, Jesus is the reason for the season. And one of her managers said, well, you know, the people. She, I don't care. She didn't let him finish. <laughs> She's very radical. I, she said, I don't care what the people want. The people don't know what they want. Because if they knew that their eternal destination counted on the blood of Jesus Christ, they'd have it painted on all their windows. Hallelujah. They would not be complaining that it says Merry Christmas. Who do you think is the author of all of that? The father of lies. And then it says, as, but, this is the good news, as many as received him, as many as received Jesus, to them he gave the right. Everybody say the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of will of flesh, nor of will of man, but of God. Amen. We are born of God today. All of you that are here that know Jesus, you are born of God. You have an inheritance in Christ. Today, the word was made flesh. Next Sunday, Pastor Bill and I are going to share on the fullness of God, the fullness of God. You don't want to miss it. Because you are really full of the fullness of God. You just get a revelation of what that means in your life. Amen. Let's stand up together this morning. Lord, I thank you.